So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. My name's Hunter, and I am very excited to be with you fine folks this evening. What we are doing today is we are all gathering around the table, an actual physical table in this case, except for Quint. Sorry, Quint. It is a partition more than well, a Yeah, yeah, close enough. You know, I'm going to mm. like headbutt it and smack it in half. <laughs> you but, could. You really could. <laughs> yeah, Be my, careful. My head's big enough. I think we're going to have too much weight on this as it is. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. So many discarded beer cans. If, if Shelby <laughs> writes one more thing on that, her notes, we're, it's going to collapse. <laughs> <laughs> the power of ink. <laughs> But what we are doing this week is we are all gathering around to talk about our top five Halloween Horror Nights houses of the last five years. This is our second part of this two-part series where, to celebrate HHM 30 happening, we wanted to look back at the last five years and talk about our favorite houses and scare zones. So previously, we talked about our favorite scare zones. This one is all about the big guys, and what I mean by that is the HHM houses. And let's uh, mention the uh, fact that we're doing the past five years is because, if you didn't hear the last episode, yes. Hunter, Hunter and Shelby are taking over lead of the show, and they're going to pick up the history of the event where Quint and I are going to leave off. We're going to finish 24. Woo-hoo. You guys are going to pick up 25. So this is part of that yeah, whole transition celebration. And if you didn't listen to our last episode, one of the scare zones made it into all, pretty much all of our top prizes. Yeah. Fives, 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 fives. All of our top fives. fives. But don't give the folks that. If they want to know what <laughs> yes. it is, they've got to go That's back. Right. And yes, listen. go back and listen. Uh, we yeah. hope you guys did, anyways. We know you're just as hungry for HHN content as we are, so don't skip that episode. But like Mike said, we are very excited. To what the hell did you just call me? <laughs> it was a mate. <laughs> it almost sounded like a mic. That's I know. Right? I it was like a mic. Could Mike-a. be worse. Yeah. Could be yeah, worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like Matt just said, we are very excited to be joining the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights team full-time to usher in this new era of the show. So if you want to hear more about that, make sure to, if you haven't already, for some insane reason, don't don't be a jerk. Just listen to the Scare Zones episode. There's good discussion in there. There's no reason not to listen to the Scare Zones episode. I put on 3D glasses (laughs) so you folks would know how serious I am right now. This is true. But anyways, we are gathered here today to celebrate in holy matrimony (laughs) our top five Halloween Horror Nights houses of the last five years. Um, As you can tell, the usual gang of idiots is here. You've heard from every one of (laughs) them at this point, so we might as well just dive right into it. I want to start off by saying how easy this list was. It was so easy that I picked 14. That's how easy it was. <laughs> <laughs> this house is my favorite. And that's why it's firmly at number 26 right, I know. on my list. This is just, I mean, you said this and it's like everything, everything in writing just seems 
like such a good not that it's a bad idea i don't want to say that but it seems like it's such a good idea and it's going to be a breeze to do the episode but oh my god when i sat (laughs) down and looked at the houses we had the past five years I, 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 to this to this minute right then, now sitting here I'm still not happy he with cuts my list. Us off at three honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. I well, yeah. I have seven, so fuck you. <laughs> well, fuck your honorable mentions. <laughs> it's so show some restraint still, for once in your life. It's so hard to determine like what was a good house and actually scared you versus like a house that had a single memorable moment yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's so it was very very hard to nail it down or to five or things or just right God damn it there was just so much yeah mine mine really come down to what each and we're not even there yet but what each one has meant or done to me personally at this point because oh it's just God, it's what such did a they hard do list. Where did well, the yeah, that's not right. Can you yeah, show okay. me on this doll that's... or this beer can? <laughs> on the 3D glasses. Yeah, with the, the 3D glasses. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to just take a guess. There's no 3D houses on this list. I'm kidding, Quinn. I know one's on yours. Mm, I don't think it is. I'm just playing. We'll get into <laughs> it in just a moment. All <laughs> right. But like. chance, right? Huh? Lunatics, oh, God. Chance, right? Lunatics Playground is my number one house. And on my that's list. why you're Period. leaving too. To I'm taking over. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> just, hi, I'm Shelby, Vamp 55, and Tomb of the Ancients. This is exclusively focused on these two. But it, it, we're no longer calling it Catacombs. We're just calling it Tomb of the Vamp. <laughs> Tomb of Harley, Halloween Horror Nights. Tomb yeah. of the Vamp. I, yeah. uh, it took me a second. All right. Enough. Tomb of the Vamp. Graveyard games. <laughs> oh my god, that's not on my list. Oh, okay, <laughs> enough bullshitting. Why don't yes. we go ahead and get right into our top five houses Spinning of the last it. five years? Spinning it. That's my newscaster. <laughs> so, okay. as always, just in case you're confused about how we do this, it's a top five dummy. There's not a lot of <laughs> things to go over here. But what I am going to do, just in case there's some overlap, I'm going to allocate points to each one of ours. So, if we do end up having a house that shows up multiple times on our list, we might collectively have a catacombs favorite house. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't we think had so. a top three on the last episode with the scare zones. Shelby was going to give that information to the good folks for free. Uh, I'm sorry, but I also won the game. So You did win the game. Yeah. And if you want to know more about that, once again, go back and check. But, so let's go ahead and get started. And if I may, I'm going to go ahead and take the floor real quick. Okay. Wow. Rude. Yeah, I know. Just <laughs> Number five for me is... An American Werewolf in London. Yes. From I knew that'd be on your 20. list. Yeah, that's low on the list for you. It is low, and I want to explain why. There's just some other things that I liked a bit more, plain and simple. Okay. So I have told this story countless times. I will save you all from recapping the entire thing again. But this house was essential for me going to Halloween Horror Nights for the first time. This in tandem with this very podcast catacombs (laughs) was so important in getting me to come to the event. Um, as a lot of, you know, that interacted with me on social media and just deal with my posting about it once a month. I absolutely love an American werewolf in London. It's my favorite horror film of all time. HHN 23 was the first year I seriously considered attending the event because it was the big marquee attraction that year, along with my favorite modern horror film, which is cabin in the woods. But, 
I was too terrified to go, y'all. Wow. Oh, wow. I was just so scared. I, I've realized over time I am one of those people that is more scared of the prospect of being scared than actually being scared. So if there's any of you out there that are kind of on the fence, I hope you have a property or even a podcast that pushes you to find that. But for me, that was an American werewolf in London. I'm I honestly bought my ticket. surprised it's, it's so low on your list. I was just going to say the yeah. same exact thing. I really was. It's just there's some other things that were more important to me yeah. on this, but I it had to make the list in some way, shape, or form. I, I made the promise to myself, hey, I'm going to buy a ticket, and at the very least, if I only go through one house at this Halloween Horror Nights thing, <laughs> this Halloween Horror Nights then thing. it's going to be an American werewolf in London. Did I ever tell you about the assist I got from John Landis at the media event? No. What? 25 media event. This is when they still held it at the uh, horror makeup show. Mm-hmm. They had uh, all the food, the same food. Well, actually less because they were smaller. But the food tables and the open bars went out in the lobby of the of the horror, night, of yeah. the, uh, horror makeup show. Mm-hmm. We had gone, did our meet and greets, and then went into the horror makeup show for a Q&A with that. It was uh, Mike. Uh, Jim Timon, VP of Entertainment, John Landis, and maybe another person. I don't recall who. But uh, once once Mike had started the Q&A, I had my hand raised, and the, the guy just did not see me. He kept looking past me. Well, the, the further we got in the q and I started like just waving my hand <laughs> like a maniac. And then... It was. We're almost at the end, and I think I think it was Mike who said, "Is that we have a time for a few more questions?" And John Landis said, "Can we get this guy over here? He's been waving his hand like a madman for the past. I remember the, that. Yeah, that was exactly for the past twenty minutes, and I got my question answered. So thanks to John Landis, my my what? I got my very first uh, voice on a media event uh, recording That's that night awesome. at twenty five. Awesome. So. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you guys listened to the episode before this, but Hunter and I's first years were 25 with him, and for me it was 24. 24, right. So we both missed the first American Werewolf in London house. Yes. So for us, you put it on number five on your list. For me, it's a little bit higher. Oh, wow. But it is on our top five favorite Halloween Horror Nights houses, because from the last five years, because again, we didn't get to see it in 23. Yeah. That's an interesting point because I, I'm no spoiler, but it's not on my list. But it might be because it was a repeat yeah. for me by the time the years we decided to cover for this and episode. It, it That's might very be interesting. the same for a lot of recent Horror Nights fans, right? Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, we both shared the fact that it's our one of our favorite horror movies. Yep. And this was when they brought it back, you know, not only did they change a few things, even though it was the only ever, yes, I'm confident in that. It is the only ever full scene to scene recreation that they've ever done in the event's history. Recreation? Yeah. Recreation? That's what I meant to say. However, I'm moving to Colorado soon, so what's the difference? (laughs) Um, No, but as far as a recreation, it's the the first ever full scene by scene, but we did have the advanced puppets that were introduced from 23, and it was just the perfect storm. And I'll never forget how it felt leaving my first ever Halloween Horror Nights house with... Uh, what was it? Blue Moon, right yeah. over the intro, or excuse oh, me, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just oh man, so I, good for me. It was like hearing Blue Moon at the end bah, of bah, that bah, house, bah, 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 bah. and then hearing it the the next year in Vamp Fifty Five. Oh, yeah, hearing right, that same yeah. song, like some of those songs or some of those like themes, just carry on year after year after year. 
Yeah. And if you're a hardcore Horror Nights fan, you can like pinpoint those little songs and yep. stuff. Yep. All right. Who's next? I oh. actually. Okay. I'm going to just keep going uh, in this direction. Okay. Oh. Okay. So, right. well, Matt, you no, look no, like no. you had something important. No, I just, I, if, 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 if it's. It's now your show. I will not tread on your territory. Oh, no. Territory. By so all you, means. You, you do what you want to do. Okay, I will. Shelby. Me. Number five. My number five is Slaughter Cinema. Ooh. Slaughter Cinema hey. from Horror Nights 28. It was such a hodgepodge of chaos and campiness. It was amazing. And, of course, the Swamp Yeti will live on in everyone's hearts. Um, if you never went through that house, it was literally just room after room. Each room was a different, like, made-up 80s campy, like, B-movie. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. It was so good. It was good. fun, yep. It was so much fun. It I wasn't agree. super scary. No. But, but it was, was so much fun, and it was super creative, and the actors in each cast loved that house, and yeah. they loved working in it. I, I cannot express how happy I was to see the last room of Yeti Terror of the Yukon be the recreation of the main room of <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Swamp yeah. Yeti. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was, was it was really cool. And I and yeah. And the fact that that Yeti, uh the, the most recent Yeti really, really just acknowledged its roots in such a huge way was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. Um, but there was, I, I think there's like three or four other mazes that could be spawned out of Slaughter Cinema. I really do. I think there's at least th- another two, three stories out of that maze that we could tell in a full maze. Yeah. 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 I don't disagree. For sure. Especially if they're doing like what they did with Yeti Terror of the Yukon, where they're taking the same basic concept, but intensifying it or maybe approaching mm-hmm, it right. with a little bit more of a serious subject matter. Mm-hmm. There's a lot they could pull from Absolutely. There. It was probably uh, yeah. the first time I've ever seen actual like Lovecraftian lore included in a Horror Nights house. Which and that is was, a big deal for you. It was a very big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, as a hardcore Lovecraft fan. Like, Sorority Slaughter was literally two sorority sisters summoning, like, Cthulhu-esque monsters in their dorm room. Like, that was a big deal for me. And what was the um, the, the space one where it was the... the, Oh, uh, oh, uh, Shelby's prints are on my wall. Yeah, the, the Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Amazon Cannibals from yeah. Cannon Hill. Yes, that was Cannon just um, yeah. that was that was just some amazing throwback '80s shit yeah. going on right there. That I I I mean, yeah, I was giddy through that entire maze. It yeah. was just so much fun. The amount I, of um, glitter in that zone. I, I'm going to say. Uh, oh. I, I no, I'm not ashamed to say I got a bit of goosebumps when I was able to point to my <laughs> Shelby wall with Shelby oh, sitting man. here right now. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Literally, the the back wall of the studio is all Shelby artwork. Yeah. It's gonna grow this year, including the uh, two personal ones you gave me. Yeah, right there. the Hogfather and, and the uh, War of the Worlds. Yeah. Anyway, Excellent. sorry. The, yes. And the War no. of the Worlds, by the way, is fucking amazing yeah. i i used it in one of my attempted creations and it didn't work you out did, yeah. but it's still, it is still on on my my um drive i'm i'm still gonna make that one work i mean it's no robot spider from the end of 1998 hit film wild wild west i knew wild wild west uh, oh, man, matt okay. number five all right so when i made that uh seemingly faux pas of uh, what the houses did to me. This is the the <laughs> title I was looking at. 
I have, there's only been two times in all of Halloween Horror Nights history where I, I've been genuinely scared Ooh. of what's happening. One was a uh, the Frankenstein in 22, I think, um, coming at me in the Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. Then the finale opening night of Scarecrow the Reaping. Yeah. I was genuinely frightened. It Big was a sca- yeah. It was a scary, <laughs> scary house, and and I that, that for that year, that is uh, what I went through possibly the most, and it was uh, uh, another one of those easy um, stay and scream ones to get to when it opened. But it was it was Scarecrow the Reaping, another one that was a sleeper hit. It's it's kind of on the lines of our Van Fifty Five discussion. It's like Scarecrow the Reaping. Okay, how scarier Scarecrow is going to be in Dusty farmhouses and whatnot and then i saw it and loved it and went to it over and over and over <laughs> again and was like i said genuinely scared my very first go through of that yeah scarecrow the reaping we are not done with this conversation okay. oh, absolutely <laughs> for, not. No. for a lot of people here sure so. we're not yeah. yeah why don't we go ahead and move on to all right. quint all right so um this one is on the list uh and i'll be honest i think there are things that are in my honorable mentions that actually top this for me, but this is on my list simply for the fact that until this maze, I had never, ever, ever had a IP uh, maze be in any of my lists, be in on any of my radars as going to be one of my favorite things ever. This maze Killer clowns. was... <laughs> <laughs> You. <laughs> oh, sorry. No. I was having an episode. Um, no, Poltergeist. Oh, oh yeah. I'm shocked. I am shocked that's on your list. Uh, I'm shocked it's on my list, too. But when I went through my list, and I mean, I had a lot of shit on. This was a hard list to make. We've all, I'm sure we've talked about this. But I went through this, and I'm like, you know, I, I can't. In recent years, I can't not have at least one of the IPs on my list because they've done such amazing yeah. work with the IPs in the last few years. Yeah. And when I went through and I said, okay, so one of these has to be on my list, which one is it? And it's like, oh my God, yes, this one. Because the facade and when you walked into what I thought was an impossible scene <laughs> for them to do and they did it so fucking well, I was just, I, I was blown away. I was completely blown away. And then they the reason it ends up right at the bottom of the list is because they threw in that fucking clown. <laughs> I was gonna say I was just gonna tell Shelby. Shelby was with us when we went through Killer Clowns last year. Yes, I'm gonna say yep. that is nothing compared no? to the moment of the clown oh. dropping dropping oh. the ceiling on top of Quint. Man, I'm sad I missed that. That was that was Seriously. probably the the <laughs> key moment for my Halloween Horror Nights history with Quint was that moment right then and there. Damn. Yeah. And, and the thing was, it's like I walked into this hallway and I'm like, oh, classic dark hallway. They're going to nudge me or something on the side and whatever. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the light comes up and I look up in this fucking cl- like I was <laughs> like in the exact right timing for that fucking thing to hit. Um, this this maze was executed so well for me that, yeah, I couldn't not put it on the top five. Wow. That was yeah. my only problem with that house though it would have been on my top five if like the last third 
wasn't just clown. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That was well, my, my only downside of that house. If, if you have the clown phobia that I have, phobia, <laughs> which she has um, seen, yes, <laughs> it, it makes sense why that fuck freaked the fuck out of me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Quint. That's a lot of fucks. Mm. <laughs> I gotta say, I think that fucking clown is the most uttered single phrase in the history of catacombs. It is. Um, so, but I do have a question for you, if I can. Sure. Uh, you son of a bitch! You moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> Number four for me is Poltergeist. No shit! Wow. Um, nice. So, we are going to get into Poltergeist a little bit longer, and like I said Excellent. on the Scare Zone episode of Trick or Treat, I'm looking at it right now, <laughs> I have little Carol Ann pressing her face and hands up against the TV going into the glass, uh, tattooed oh. permanently on my body, on my lower <laughs> leg, and... I love this house. I think the this is the perfect example of how to do an IP in a way that is not a book report, which I think right. we've seen several times before. We, we have seen kind of creative implementation with things like The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. But take an American Werewolf in London. I love that house so much. That movie means so much to me. But I had to put this one a, a higher ahead of it. Um, a little bit of spoiler here. This is my last IP maze on my list. Okay. Um, but I had to put Poltergeist ahead of it because it is the most interesting hybrid of an IP utilizing the format of an original. Because once you are through that intro, well, from the very beginning, you were starting at the very end of the film. Mm-hmm. That you move the cemetery. Yep. That that whole section perfectly sets the mood for the house because the first time you you walk in there you had the the smell of dirt oh. and mud and just griminess the rain was coming down on yeah. you the lightning you're uh, looking uh. at the house up on the hill as you're walking into the pool and then you were going into what felt like the absolute darkest corridor i have ever gone into <laughs> during hhn and some of my favorite scares that i i've ever had at the event is that opening scene with the corpses mm just so powerful. I love that. I have a good friend named Connor. Connor is like yeah, six, oh, yeah, six, yeah, yeah. I know Connor. six, yeah. five. Connor hit the floor <laughs> in front of me because of these corpses. And uh, I, I loved this movie. I, I've loved this house. I, I really don't think you can beat it as far as an IP house and what it did for all the reasons you mentioned. And for what I just said, I love, love, love this one. And it definitely had to make my list. It was also the coldest house. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Much. Well, I, and, and and the thing is, like the entry, you, you mentioned the entryway, and there's a, there's another one that that dropped off even my my honorable mentions list, but it stayed on the list a long long time just because the entryway, which was the um the last scary tales one with the witch entry, yeah, which oh, yeah. is, which oh, is amazing, God. right? Yeah, right? That was yeah. yeah. And 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 it's it's a it's really interesting to me how that initial hit of a maze and the initial scene that you walk into can really affect your your love and and you know the the memorability of of a maze so yeah um and i think yeah poltergeist did that in spades i i have to imagine there's a strategic element to the idea of it's like the the end of the movie is the graveyard it's going to be the hardest thing to pull off so instead of Making a and I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's lackluster. I'm just saying the thought process might be instead of making mm. a lackluster finale, let's start with the ending and go forward right. to yeah. what we know we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, it worked. It worked so well. The only reason Poltergeist is not higher on my list, I do have to say, kind of what Shelby was saying, is this house does, by the end of it, kind of fizzle out. Yeah. It has a 10 out of 10 first half, and then after you kind of do into the light, it, it does drop off a little bit, but that introduction is so, so strong yep. that I did have to make it very, very high on my list. It has a piece of meat that uh, crawls across a counter. <laughs> What's that? It has a piece of meat that crawls across a counter, for God's well, sake. that too. <laughs> But also the the, the later half of the house. To not notice that would be a mistake. Was that to, to not notice that oh, would be a mistake? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I'm so glad I asked what you said. <laughs> oh. Do you know what that steak was named by the house? Sir the loin. Heard, yes, sir loin. Yes, loin. Yep. yes. So, nope. any more thoughts on Poltergeist right now? Um, just that the on. the beyond section that you never see in the movie, yeah, ever, right. and you get mm-hmm. to go into that like afterlife that beyond section and like people called it like the, i'm not gonna say anything bad but like the womb zone oh okay yeah. um the vagina <laughs> oh my god <laughs> people called it that this like it's gonna be great uh yeah it was very bodily fluidy yeah. <laughs> but it was good like it yeah. was bizarre and otherworldly and i really enjoyed it that was that so, was I will say it's it's uh, for that year. It's one of the houses that the word of the finale, like it it started on a high note and dropped because the stilt characters were less yeah appearance less and, less. and, and mm. things things were it was very bizarre. I don't know if they broke or yeah. you know, reimagined, but they it it started to peter out. It was way stronger in the beginning of the season and yeah. a little lackluster. It was bizarre to see the mantis ghost. In puppet form. Oh, right. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. immediately see it in stilt <laughs> the, form. Yeah, and yeah. that was weird. Sure. Yeah. That that was. Yeah. I, I get that. Um, but I really like that I puppet. Think, but I really think with Poltergeist, the, the thing that struck me the most was that this was where they really started taking uh, taking an IP and, and being able to build on it yeah, and not just tell the story of the IP and not just, just do what, what Hunter said, which was a book report. Mm-hmm. They were allowed enough creativity to, to be able to build on that story and build on, on things that were not in the movie. They, that, you know, you, you used creative aspects that were in the movie to expand on it and, and really just be able to freak, the, freak you out yeah. as you went through the maze. And I, I thought that was, and that's really why it made it on my list too. So I also get Poltergeist, before we wrap up here, a couple of extra points. The reason being, um, 23 you could kind of view as the the origination of featuring a classic horror movie Mm -hmm. every year. That that was an American werewolf in London. Then in 24, you had Halloween. 25, Mm -hmm. you saw the return of an American werewolf in London. Also Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason. So you also have, uh, so during 26, you had the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. You had the Exorcist. Yes. Do you have Halloween 2 in 26? Halloween 2. 27 was The Shining. Yeah. You know what all those movies we just talked about previously have in common? I've seen them. They're all (laughs) based on R-rated properties. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Poltergeist (laughs) is, now granted, this was before the PG-13 rating, is a PG-rated film. Mm -hmm. PG-13 by today's standards. So the fact that they were able to pull something so terrifying without the need for extreme source material, Mm -hmm. I think we've got to give it a couple of extra props for that as well. That and having Spielberg attached to it. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. But but no, that that's actually true. That it, 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 it right, points yeah. to one of the things that Matt and I have talked about on this show quite a lot. Is like some of the psychological horror stuff that they're doing is way better than what well, better is <laughs> is very very interesting and competes really really well with the gore that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel I think, like gore is out the door these days. Not to rhyme, but gore is like overdone. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy. Right. Yeah. Um, right. The the houses that do the psychological horror are mm-hmm. more groundbreaking. I don't know, more scary, like a graveyard games or a poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're not going to be as scary as say a killer clowns or a Texas chainsaw. I feel like if you're able to scare people with wide eyes and grinning teeth, <laughs> rather than you specifically, yeah, especially when the line stops. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, rather than you know intestines on the counter, like that's yeah. the way our uh, our sensitivities are going. I feel like we're sure. we're yeah. more desensitized to yeah, yeah. the gore these days. I think, I think, and I just think that the, the event is is evolving. Oh yeah, 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 it's yeah. like it's evolving into a point where it doesn't have to rely on the gore. Yeah, it doesn't have to rely on on that that uh, visual shock effect. It can start. It's using so many more senses these days. We've talked about smell. We've talked about you know all that stuff and, and the feel that you're getting and the cold and all that stuff. So they're using temperature. They're using smells. They're yeah. using all kinds of stuff to really get at you where they don't just need that visual element anymore. Yeah. I'm going to bring this into the conversation though. I'm pretty sure Nightingale's blood pit is not on our list. No, not mine. No, yeah, it's not the smell. It's not, it's on yours. It's not. Okay. The smell of the flesh and the blood really was the determining factor for a lot of people. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. I know what you're saying. People hated it to the point where they could not like the house. So I feel like people are kind of done with that that fleshy smell. Mm. The um, I think uh, I just want to throw this in there real quick. I think uh, Poltergeist is the was the not what was not that we're going to return to it, but at, at this point in time, was the apex of our screen to house experiences. Yeah, I think Ghostbusters took a a parallel. Um, shift and not bad or good, just different. When we're, we're we're building from that, I think Poltergeist was the apex of our uh, modern uh, screen to experience houses yeah. for yeah. Halloween Horror Nights. And I will say, there's something very interesting about Poltergeist um, that was just it surprised me how many people had not either seen Poltergeist that were attending the event, which, you know, does skew a little bit younger in its attendance. Um, the fact that Poltergeist was commonly regarded as an original just because people liked it so much <laughs> yeah. was pretty great. Um, and I hope that some of you listening, uh, if you've never seen Poltergeist or came across Poltergeist during 28, I'm glad that you uh, love it now. <laughs> so, Shelby, number four. Oh, my number four That was is... all five talk? Good damn. I know. <laughs> We're going to need a whole episode. No, no, no. That no, was four. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I was. started okay. four. Well, yeah. was, oh, you're right. You're right. My, yeah. It was my five and his four. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. We're going to need a whole episode about Poltergeist. <laughs> uh, my number four is Hunter's number five, and that is American Whale from London. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. That oh, nice. is pretty much what he said. It's my 
one of my favorite horror movies just because of the amount of work that went into it. And it literally spawned the first category in the Oscars for special effects. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have watched the horror makeup show, but they tell that every single show. I have yep. seen it, and, and <laughs> but my memory is awful. <laughs> uh, but no, like Rick Baker, like won right. the very first award for special effects makeup in that movie. And yep. it's just, it's a stunning movie. Um, and I don't know if you watch like psychological movies diving into the weird psychological story with that, that movie. And it's really more thought provoking than you really think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but the house, like Hunter said, it's a play by play by play of yeah. the movie. And I went for 24 and I loved the, uh, alien puppets. They were awesome. Yes. But they were few and far between. With American Royal from London, I was always running in to a puppet, no matter where I was. More in twenty five than in twenty three. Yeah, from what I heard, yeah. yeah, they added yeah. more puppets, but it, yeah. the in twenty twenty three was a little different with that. Yeah, um, they, and I think they, they, um, looked, they looked emaciated. <laughs> <laughs> it would not. I, I don't think this would be if if they had not done the upgrades they did for twenty five. Yeah. I don't believe this would be as high on the list as it is for you, okay. but I'm glad that they did it, yeah. and I'm glad we got to experience yep. it. Yeah. yeah, it was uh, just the fact that I got to walk down the aisle of the porn theater. Yeah, right. And yeah. having actors See pop you out next him. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was honestly. It like he said. It was a screen shot by shot. Uh, what recreation is what you said? Yes. said recreation. <laughs> recreation. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, it was amazing, and the puppets were amazing, and the act, it was just one of my first experiences with a stunning house that wasn't the uh, the Monsters Mayhem, this, the anniversary house that year. Uh, Jack Presents. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Which is not on my list, but I it should be on my list, but it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Mine, I, mine either. It was a hard. It was a yeah, hard time. That's not the easiest list I've ever made. Right. I feel <laughs> yeah. like the only reason American Wolf is on my list and Jax isn't is because Jax was just like a hodgepodge of chaos. Yeah. It, it's it, it. I think it probably meant more to people that had experienced those particular rooms from those houses yeah. in the past, yeah. which it, 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 I think it meant more to me than Quint and even less to Karen because she didn't start going till that year, 25. Yeah. Because it was just yeah. me going through and having my old roommate at yeah. the time telling me, oh, this was from this yes. year, and yeah. this was this. Mm. And I, I think, was like... I think there was like, yeah, like one room, yeah. Quint went, oh, I remember this, yeah. and the other ones were like... Well, there was uh, a few. Okay, okay. I mean, so. they had Forsaken, they had uh, um, the original Nightingales. Oh, had, that's right, uh, I forgot about the Nightingales, yeah. There, there, there was a few, yeah. few in there that I really enjoyed, but, yeah. but for, yeah, for the most part, it was a very disjointed yeah. maze. Yeah. It, it it was the only house that year that actually got a genuine scare out of me. But oh really? Yeah, oh, wow. it was the family opera and his. Organ. Oh no kidding! Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a good house. Good. But American Wolf London definitely beat it. So that, like he said, made a lot of good points. Yeah, Matt. Okay, so I was almost shaming myself to put an IP in this, but it's absolutely impossible not to. Have this on my list because it was so good. It was so much fun, and it was so. Uh, it, it might not follow the movie beginning to end, but the characters and the scenery and the key scenes were so dead on that my number four is 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, oh. I'm glad somebody put this on the list. It was it so was, good. It was on my list for so long. And it, it's literally my number one honorable mention. Wow. Yeah, right. It's it was I, a good house. Yeah, it's if it, 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 it all. <laughs> I wouldn't say it all comes down to, but the 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 first thing I always remember is the the uh, meat cooler door or the whatever it is the steel door. The best part of the house. Yeah, yeah. When he slams that door, it's like shivers go up my spine, and and even remembering it now, they they still shoot up my spine. And the 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 uh, the uh, leather faces were great. The victims mm-hmm. were great. Every scene in that house was like, that was the first, I've been going since 99, since Halloween Horror Nights 9, that was the one where I went, they have brought the screen to life today for me, and it was just absolutely amazing. And it was a sprung tent, which was unheard of up Mm -hmm. until that point for me. It's like sprung tents were always like, oh shit, we gotta go through a sprung tent house, but (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre, oh good, Quint. And, and it would. You remember I was there for the media event, and yeah. you remember the exit, right? Yeah, Where yeah, they had yeah, not, yeah. Not one dude jumping out you, but, but two, two dudes. Yeah, and we were yeah. looking at we were looking at the car and noticing that the the sticker or, or the, the, uh, the blue, Walking Dead blue car. stuff from the Walking Dead yep. was still there. Yep. And this chick walks by us, and and she was the annoying one, so <laughs> she walks by us, and we're like, okay, whatever. We we start walking, and he just. Fucking yep. annihilated her. Yep. Oh my god, he annihilated her. <laughs> and it was brilliant. It's probably my all-time favorite IP brought to life. Yeah. Texas it, Chainsaw Massacre. It's such a good one. Yeah. Um, I've gone on the record saying before, I I love the iconic four when it comes to slashers. Yeah. I love Michael. Love Jason. Love Freddy. Leatherface is actually the only one that really scares me. And really? I think that's because of the, well, first of all, I'm a big guy, you know, I'm 6'2", I'm 260 pounds, uh, Leatherface is bigger than that. <laughs> and the fact that he is so quick and yeah, so brutal yeah, yeah. in his movements, you yep. mentioned that sliding door, when he slides that door and just a crack across the head with his cattle hammer, mm-hmm. that is like just permanently seared into my eyeballs it's also just like the cannibalism aspect of that movie yeah and you're like wondering how many people are decorating that house if Mm -hmm. you if you take just that movie into consideration it's the only one that's not supernatural too yeah so this could happen down the road you know exactly this is just a bunch of old hicks yeah that turn cannibal well that's exactly and we live in florida so good god (laughs) (laughs) you know back when Back when Michael was a plain man in the original 78 film yeah. and uh-huh. before he became all supernatural. It was his mother in the first one, right? No, nope. that was Friday. Oh, no. You're That's talking about Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that just happened two days ago. Okay. Give me you're, a break. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. But yeah, good pick. My only, my only personal hiccup about that house and, and one of the reasons it didn't make it is I, it was so short. It felt pretty short. Yeah. Well, that's the curse of the sprung tent. Yeah. Yep. It is. Well, but I, I mean, the the curse of the sprung tent is that it's short. But oh my god, they they the the good thing about it being short was that there was they just hit you, hit you, hit you, hit yeah. you, hit yeah. you, hit you. There was no breathing room in that house at all. You did not get a chance to even really try like to to get your senses back when you went from room to room to room to room, yeah. and they were just basically throwing every nasty thing that they did in the movie at you. I yeah, I, I think that. I think that's why it helped Texas Chainsaw be a good maze is that it was so short that 
you didn't have they didn't have to stretch it out and put filler in. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you guys you know? ever get the broken glass scare? Yeah. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. a solid yeah. one. Out of the window. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. yep. And also, special honorable mention to the cattle prod scene. That's, oh, a, that's yeah. a good one. I'm going to say my all-time favorite um, HHN blooper. It's called a blooper. Was mm-hmm. It's actually a friend of ours. I won't say his name, but uh, you, we all know him. Very big guy. We we hung out with him at a... I think all three of us hung out with him at a Hubbelly Deluxe last year. But mm. his the door, the door scene, the iconic scene, the door stuck and he just stood there... <laughs> Like, yeah. like door door stuck you know door please where's the tech because he couldn't tell who the tech was in the line and he just kept trying to close the door and it was stuck so it's like that's my all-time favorite <laughs> hhm bloopers is is, is, awesome. is 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 love the face looking so so sad that the door won't slam <laughs> shut <laughs> all right quent bring us on home number four all right my number four is scarecrow um i scarecrow is something that was uh, I have the benefit of going to these events with people having already gone and yes. going, oh, my God, you're going <laughs> to fucking love this shit. Right. And so uh, Scarecrow was pretty low on on my list of uh, hype. And, and then Matt, Shelby, Twitter, <laughs> Hunter, everyone was like, oh, my God, Scarecrow is just so freaking amazing. This blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so um, I got to go to Scarecrow. Uh, as w- we went um, to Duff Gardens, hung out, <laughs> and so we went early entry, got to do Scarecrow, and then we did Scarecrow again in the dark. And we went when I did Scarecrow in the light, I was like, "This is good. This is really good." But not quite sure what people are fucking talking about. This being so great, like it's good, it's really good, but mm, not sure. Mm-hmm. And then we went and did it in in the dark, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this <laughs> is so." Freaking incredible. And we've already talked about Scarecrow. Uh, I'm not going to drag this on long, but yes, Scarecrow number four. Nice. Good choice. Hey, Quint. Mm. Can you hear that? Mm, yeah, a little. Yeah. You know what that is? What's that? That's me uh, and you that being you on the same page. Number three <laughs> oh. for me is... I thought you were fapping. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, I'm about to, because I'm about to mm. talk about Scarecrow the Reaping uh, to yes. kick off number three. So, Scarecrow the Reaping is the first house and probably only house that has consistently terrified me throughout the entire thing. Right. The house mm-hmm. was relentless. Yes. I loved... Love, it loved. never relents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am Nandor. And the relentless. <laughs> I loved Tomb of the Ancients from 26. And this one I actually put in its spot instead. Because while they do things similarly, as far as putting you in a claustrophobic environment with these creatures that are just like right in your face, Scarecrow just fired on all cylinders. Yeah. From, from front to back. You walk into this thing, which has a great facade, by the way, going into this old farmhouse mm-hmm. with the silo, which, and you've got all the corn stalks. I have to say, have to say, last time we got hit by a hurricane, 
They grew fucking corn. Yeah. Every year. Every time HHN grows corn, we get a hurricane. Change my mind. Every year. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> this was house of the year for 27 for a reason. But as soon yeah. as you walked in, being pelted, basically pinballed through that opening room because you had these scarecrows that were like, scarecrow. when I think of scarecrow, I think of those scares where I see a guy or I look directly at him yeah. and he still scares me. Anyways. Yep, yep, yep. I have a distinct yeah. memory of it was like my second or third time through the house and you were, uh, I was walking past the guy and it was in the room that had all of the animal skins and there's this guy and I see him. He's the scarecrow wearing the, the pig skull yeah. and he makes direct eye contact with me. And I couldn't see under the mask, but I know he was grinning. Yeah. Because yeah. I walked yeah. past him, I'm like, oof, oof, another one avoided. And then the motherfucker swiped his big-ass paw directly <laughs> in front of my face once I've already passed him. Oh, they were ballsy. They jumped, were... Yeah, they got real, real close oh, to people. Yeah. Um, and that's something about this house is the cast was yeah. just so exceptional. They right. really took a concept where they were given the keys to the kingdom as far as like execution <laughs> And concept, but without that cast, it wouldn't have been what it was. Um, When I think of that house, I think of my absolute most scared state at Halloween Horror Nights, (laughs) and I love, love, love it. I hope that we see it return at some point in the future, which I'm very confident that we will in some shape, way, or form. And uh, I can't wait to just tell more and more people about Scarecrow. Yeah, I I just want to say real quick, it's and it's something Quinn and I have. We always talk about the curse of the sprung tent, sprung tents, yada, yada, yada. We talk more about sprung tent houses so far in this episode than any other location. It's because yeah. they're such tighter spaces yeah. and they fit in more scares to accommodate the fact that right. there's such a smaller space. And like we saw and, last year with House of a Thousand Corpses, it is not well, a... Well, that's, that's a Men in Black tent. Well, it's still a well, tent. No, 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 no tent, I'm not disagreeing. But, I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, understood. No, yeah. And the thing is, I think really what's happened is that they've acknowledged the fact that some of the sprung tents of the past were not the best. Right. And they have consciously made a cho- made a decision to, to, to prove that, no, just because it's in a sprung tent and it's a bit shorter and it's not, you know, uh, in a sound stage <laughs> doesn't mean it can't be good. I think yeah. that's right. a conscious effort because yeah. so many of the last few years sprung tents have been freaking bang on yeah mm. yep i don't think anything before 26 for me as far as tents go were outstanding no they weren't except I, for I maybe agree. halloween you know, maybe. Uh, yeah and then and halloween ha- is what's right halloween change, for me yeah. is the uh but, it's actually the exit of the, of the sprung tent the michael myers I don't, got people at the end <laughs> i don't know man nevermore was pretty damn good I, we didn't uh, get well hunter and i didn't get to yeah but you did have no, Insidious but, but at 25. Yeah. We had Alice Cooper. We had, I, I think uh, Halloween was yeah, the turning point yeah, for the Sprite right, Tents. But, yeah. as far but as, has anything general. before 26 made it onto our list? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, nope. Well, no, yeah. We've got, uh, do we not have any 25 stuff on the list? No. As far as the All tents right. go? No. I've got a 25, but it's not a 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so Shelby, what is your number three? Oh, golly. Um, oh, golly, gee, mister. <laughs> I think you guys are honestly going to be shocked by this one. Okay, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, boy. Huh? Oh, boy. Um, oh, wow. That, 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 you, yo, you're just channeling deeply, deeply your past jobs. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You don't want to hear my bad. Disney spiel. Um, 
Oh, I don't. I have heard it he in has, the car. Yes. Yeah, I was drunk that day. Don't, don't, <laughs> it's fine. Don't need it. Don't need it. But but that was very Disney. Um, Universal Monsters. Oh, no. twenty nine. At number three. At number three. But um, I mean, when you hear my at least other it's two, on the, the list. When you hear my top two, you'll understand. Uh, but uh, no, no, I won't. But yeah, okay. No, you will. Okay. I, I'm telling you, you will. Uh, no, Universal Monsters number three. Uh, it was the surprise winner of 29, uh, way above Graveyard Games. I mean, Graveyard Games, granted, was the only house to scare me in 29. <laughs> and, <laughs> Smilers. Ma- oh, yes. man. Matt Go knows. Smilers. Yep. Yep. Matt knows how yep. much those, th- they're called the Grinners, technically. Uh, grinners, whatever. How but- much they scared me because I. I, kn- of, I know. Yeah. I got to walk. I got to walk behind you in that maze <laughs> because you got to walk behind me in the fucking clown maze. So yes, two for two here. Yeah. Yes. I, it I was have awesome. a. I have a fear of teeth and wide eyes, and they had two for two, wide eyes and teeth. But again, uh, Universal Monsters hit every single note as far as like nostalgia and. Uh, representing the properties of old universal monsters um having the crash chandelier through the ceiling yeah. uh having literally the phantom of the opera have a different mask than anything i've ever seen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was That's true yeah. fucking amazing i lost yeah. it like high school me was losing her shit in that house <laughs> it was amazing i'm a little salty there was no invisible man <laughs> no, he, was he was there. Yeah, yeah. I, His I mean, he was, was there. there. <laughs> Every <laughs> room, he was there. Um, but no, like that's what happens when you cast John Cena. He's just it was too oh fast. God. It was just it hit every note as far as like taking the original Universal monsters and excelling them to another level. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. My only uh, this is why it's my number three. My only problem. Dracula having a mask. Oh, okay. If they put Dracula in full on makeup, making him a a character that was m- like lip lip syncing around to the audio, would have excelled that house to my number one. Okay, that's fair. I love this house. Yeah. I'm looking forward to talking about it. <laughs> Me too, Matt. <laughs> number three. Yes. Okay, it is the crossover i never knew i needed until 25 hit i've throughout the past five years i've said how much i absolutely love universal original properties i know what it is yep when they blended body collectors with shady brook at um body collectors recollections in 25 I did not know that is what I needed to see that year. Yeah. It was so good. The mm. story was good. The visuals were good. The setting was good. I mean, Shadybrook Asylum, that winter blizzard facade when you walked in, set the tone, and then just having the just the insanity of the Shadybrook Asylum patients combined with the brutality and the gore of the body collectors was... Just absolutely magnificent. Yeah. I love that house so much. That was yeah, a good house. For good I, reason. I wish at the time I knew more about the body collectors. Because, mm-hmm. again, I think for me and Hunter, we didn't really understand 
what was going on. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I mean, I sort of understood, but it wasn't like it didn't resonate like it probably did with you. Yes. Yep. Um, whereas, like, let's say they brought back uh, Tomb of the Ancients or Scarecrow or Fan 55, like yep. three years from now, yeah. like we would lose our shit. Right. But when we went through Body Collectors, it was awesome, but it's not on my list. I don't know about you. I love that concept so much. I wish they would kind of revisit that mashup house concept a little bit more. um, Just because there is so much that they could pull from. Um, Like, just spitballing here. Like, what would be awesome? Nightingales versus Yetis. Yeah. 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 Nightingales versus Yetis would be insane. Or like... Pull pull Roanoke into something. (gasps) I mean... Yes. I mean, body collectors (laughs) in Roanoke would be fucking amazing. High versus the Fallen. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> I like the fallen. No. I, I actually no. liked Hyde for a fair amount. Quint, number three. So I'm just going to follow up here quick. Body Collectors was high on my... Oh, wow. Um, okay. It was number two on my, my honorable mentions list with Matt because it was just an amazing... I loved it. But my number three is Ghost Town. Ghost oh. Town was something I didn't expect to be as beautiful as it was. I was fortunate enough to go through ghost town in the, the first night that they had it when we were on the, uh, um, uh, the media event and the, the weather was pelting you literally pelting you hard (laughs) with, with, uh, snow and sleet. And, um, the, these characters in that one were just, Given it their all, um, the the redhead with which provided the only color was her <laughs> red hair. Yeah, provided to that maze, uh, just everything that I went through in that maze, that giant room that they had with so many scares and so much uh, just beautiful uh, set pieces that they had going on. That amount of um, uh, kinetic energy going mm-hmm. on in that yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was just, um, I, I just, yeah, I, 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 I that was my, I, I hadn't seen a, a maze like that for so many years that it was just, uh, it blew me away. Yeah. Agreed. It's not and on also, my list, unfortunately, but yeah. And also they, they, they had, um, they had a picture of, uh, uh, Marty and doc from uh, back <laughs> right, to the future. Yeah three in that and and that that just fucking sold it for me too but and 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 that was the other thing was like they in that room in that bar room where where Mm -hmm. they they just it was seemed like such a simple room and they had so many distraction versus scares going on in that room and all that shit and and it's just uh yeah no i i i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that maze so much hell yeah for good reason we're not done here. No. No, I, I figured not. <laughs> right. Number two, to kick it off, our final two. For me, that is the Universal Monsters oh. from HHN 29. Oh, wow. Okay. So, Dang. You, yeah. Universal, was that your Frankenstein impression? <laughs> um, no. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Universal <laughs> Monsters is, for all the reasons that we've talked about already, is the perfect way to bring in these classic characters into a modern uh, realization. Yeah. Um, the fact that people who 
are so familiar with the classic characters of Dracula and Frankenstein's monster and the phantom and the brides and everything like that got to experience these characters in an all new way that was legitimately scary in a lot of ways. Uh, for instance, for me, uh, I'm a creature guy, uh, always have been, but mm. the mummy scene was so oh, good, yeah, right, yeah. so close quarters. The mummy was terrifying. I loved all of it. I, if, if you follow me with any of my Twitter shenanigans, <laughs> this house was pretty important to me for a couple reasons. Being the, <laughs> the cult leader behind hashtag Dracula owes me money, money. which uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we're going to break this out again. But that house I meant so. so much to me. The fact that people latched on to that and the cast latched on to it uh, was seriously one of the most surreal and fun things that I've ever encountered. Mm. But I absolutely loved this house aside from that. The sets were great. The characters were great. And as simple as the entrance to this maze was, which is a big decal of the Universal Monsters, what they did with the projections surrounding that was so cool. And the music and the score and everything all came together to make this perfect representation of the Universal Monsters. To be perfectly honest, if I could pick one house that I would just tweak a little bit and bring back every single year, I think this would be the strongest contender. Because not only do you you have that legacy to Universal's past, you also have something that is a dedicated crowd pleaser, and I would be so happy to see this house return. As is. Well, hopefully uh, we get some sort of resemblance of them in uh, the new theme park. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For sure. That would be And for the theme park. They could take that maze as is, put it into the theme park with a better facade, and have a hit all year oh absolutely i would love that i you know for epic universe i'm hoping they actually go back to the more classic designs of the monsters to be perfectly honest but for halloween horror nights this is a perfect way to to bring those characters in and make them something magical and uh i I don't i don't understand why they can't do both i I mean they've got a ton of room in, in in that area so i think they can do both i think they can do justice to the classical stuff and do that stuff and still pull this maze like room for room with a more kick-ass facade and and just straight up have a hit yeah and to that i say to matt before i pass it on what the fuck was that i don't even know what (laughs) the fuck that was (laughs) Uh, if you want to hear my first ever walkthrough with matt at the (laughs) hhn 29 media preview night you go back and listen to that episode because i got my shit wrecked by the wolfman statue (laughs) yes i did Um, Oh, and also, I'd be remiss not to uh, miss this. Wolfman Bungie. Oh, my God. One of the coolest scares of all time. If you were able to see that Bungie with the gun, and then also right after that, the sanctuary with the hunchback. Sanctuary. You saw Whatever the fuck Dracula was saying. Mm -hmm. uh, Devour them, and then, you know. Yeah. (laughs) damn (laughs) devour them and um i think it's i still think he said don't pay him don't pay him yeah (laughs) (laughs) it it is easily my favorite house from that year oh yeah far and away and uh special shout out as much as i love that cast i said i was done not quite (laughs) the i want to shout out the lovely cast of dracula's brides in that house were easily the most intense scare actors i saw last year uh, along with the Bride of Frankenstein's, they were always. Incredible. They were probably the only the, the females in that. Uh, I don't I hate saying females, but the women in that house were the only ones without masks on. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. 
and stinger frankenstein yeah is so good that is so they've done stinger scares for so many houses that is absolutely my favorite stinger scare that i've ever encountered yeah. so universal monsters i could talk about it forever yeah well, um, I'm, I'm gonna interrupt you for a second one of my favorite scares in that house was when we were walking through the frankenstein area and I don't know if you remember, like, the stained glass on, like, the left mm-hmm, side of the room. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see through it. Apparently, the scare actor could also see through that. Oh, wow. And oh. he was, like, playing with it. You could see his hand was, like, playing with the, the window. And you turn the corner, and the scare actor that was looking at you scares you. Wow. And it was oh, just that goodness. little piece of just amazingness. It was a great and if I am ever going to be dominated, uh, I'd rather have it no other way than the Bride of Frankenstein blowing <laughs> drums. So, yeah. Universal Monsters, number two. Absolutely. So, here's the thing, Hunter. Yes. Your number if two that is, is your Universal name. Monsters. Mm-hmm. That is my number two. Oh, oh, so we're bypassing Shelby to talk to Quint. Well, oh, were we going to go to Shelby? I'm sorry. No, go to Quint. He's fine. We can do okay. that. Uh, yes. Okay. So Universals is also my number two. Okay. Universal Monsters was awesome for every reason you said. Uh, I thought, and the thing is, I got the the uh, Wolfman uh, bungee scare almost every time I went into it, so I got lucky. But it, I just thought this was an incredible maze. I thought it suffered only for its facade. I thought its facade was okay. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool, uh, but it was not, uh, it could have been better. Um, it, I thought the year before with Seeds, where they had this whole story spieling out for you, was, was kind of better, interesting. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think the facade was really good, and that was what knocked it down to number two. Other than that, execution was amazing. Cast interaction was amazing. Um, somebody mentioned the the mask for the uh, uh, Phantom of the Opera. That would be oh, no, yes. Phantom oh, of the Phantom, Opera. Yes, right, right. I thought I thought Phantom of the Opera was one of the most amazing things ever done. I thought that was the best makeup done in the entire event. Uh, it was it was beautiful. It, it's creepy as fucking, scary as hell. But it was beautiful, and it, I mean, that eye just did not stop staring at you the whole time you were there through those mirrors and all that stuff. One of the other drawbacks, I thought, was the hunchback. I thought his scene, if you missed it, and I yeah, missed it most right. of the times, it was just really unmemorable and not there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got it, it was pretty cool, but but I only got it like once out of three or five visits through yeah. it or something. Yeah, I guess. And, and, and it was just, you know, it was so hit and miss. I think, uh, uh, I don't know how to make it better because I don't get paid to do that shit, <laughs> but I, I think that was one of the, the misses there. Um, but yeah, that was, that was beautiful. It was, it was everything that I would have ever wanted from that maze. And, uh, uh, you know, we just talked about it. I think they could put it into their new park and and have it just that with a new facade, and and people would just keep going and going and going. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> for everything you just said and what I just said, love, love, love this house. Um, I know this house so well 
that I could just recite the entire breakdown for you. <laughs> right. um, I know where everything is. Okay, first you're going to walk into the courtyard with the statues. <laughs> and then right oh. after that is the Wolfman scene, followed by Hunchback, followed by Creature, followed by Dracula. <laughs> um, anyways, seriously though, this was, I, I unfortunately was not feeling well the final night of HHN 29. Yeah. Um, I but I Amazing. still showed up just so I could do this one last time and say goodbye to my monsters. So I only did one house to close out HHN 29 and it had to be this one. So Good choice. Yeah. It was it, it was amazing. I it, waited it really- by myself with no one else because Matt said I ain't broke. I got an express <laughs> pass. <laughs> and I said, "Hey, hey, hey. Wait a minute now. I did I did Just cuz you got paid up. I did monsters 3 times the last night, so I could only use the express pass once. So I, I I waited in line like a commoner. <laughs> Like a hunter. Like a commoner. Like a hunter. Whoa. Wow. That's awful. That's awful. I'm sorry. No, I did but I I I waited my fair share in like I'm also I did my waiting. Yeah. Forty five minutes of it in the Universal Monsters queue at Halloween Horror Nights twenty nine, only at the Universal Orlando Resort. Damn, one shot on that. That was good. Thanks, thanks. So before <laughs> Quint so rudely interrupt, I'm just kidding, Quint. No, um, seriously, I, though, I just I, I just had to chime in because I thought your number two was inspired and it inspired me. So I good. just took took my my leaf. You know? okay. I want you to take initiative. Right. You're like Gimli in Lord of the Rings. You just <laughs> no, and my axe. Yeah. You have my axe <laughs> and my ass. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, what I meant by that is like you're actually a six five man, and people just assume you're five or four three. But, uh, yeah, no. Oh, Gimli. Oh, Gimli. Okay, Shelby. My number two is not a surprise to anyone, and that is Scarecrow the Reaping. Oh, yes. Uh, Scarecrow the Reaping is honestly one of the best houses, if not the best, but the number one just, like, barely is better than Scarecrow. Mm. It's just, it was honestly one of the only scariest houses out of the last five years i don't think i've seen horror nights pull off anything even close to what they did with scarecrow i for me personally dead exposure had yeah yeah Yeah. the only problem with dead exposure was the flashing that was a problem with a lot of people and as i was discussing with some friends recently that house did get brighter as the event went on and that that kind of took away a little bit from it as well it did um but scarecrow it was the tight tight quarters and the sort of pseudo storytelling that nobody really knew but they knew that they were going into like a creepy abandoned like farmhouse and scarecrows were attacking them that's all they really needed to know and hunter brought this up uh earlier not in the show but him and i were talking uh the fact that i one of the last nights of horror nights got to walk through that house completely alone oh man oh oh that's that, that would be great. completely alone scared the living shit out of me it was yeah. amazing it was so good it was i mean because those actors like you kind of said before those actors were really into it and very aggressive yeah, yeah very aggressive they loved yep. their job um kind of like monsters uh the mummy had multiple blue holes like you go out of one and out of another yeah, uh, yeah, it was the same with Scarecrow. They had multiple boo holes where they could scare you with one, round a corner, scare you with another one. Same character. 
Yeah. And there they were, use that a lot with Scarecrow. There was no better run for me for Scarecrow than the very first night because the that last maze, the last room, the corn maze, mm-hmm. you could go left or right. But it, I think it was the same weekend they cut off the right side. Yeah. You could only go yes. left. Yeah, happened with too many angels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah I, was gonna, I, I know that's coming up later. So <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up yet. But yeah, that, that, that ending was like so disorienting and, and so scary yeah. that that's what really yep. put the fear in me for that house the whole season. Again, it was just such a good house and was packed full of scare actors, mm-hmm. full to the brim. Mm-hmm. All those it men, was. like, I'm not going to say all those men, but it was mostly dudes, loved their role absolutely loved being scarecrows like my friend was a pig crow uh they all had weird nicknames i think one of them was outhouse crow because he literally scared out of an outhouse it's a shitty role (laughs) but it was oh it was so good just the fact that it was just a consistent theme through the entire thing and consistently scary it was amazing Absolutely agree, and, and special shout out oh, to amazing. Ah. Ah. Shout out to Beast Crow in particular. Yes, he incredible. He's the huge one. Yeah, I like that the the sound was his trigger was the footsteps. Yeah, like those weren't his own footsteps. It was they they did the same thing in Ghostbusters and in uh, Poltergeist and in Tomb. Mm. Matt, yes, number two for you. Okay, I'm gonna make a wild suggestion that might bite me in the ass, but I think you should. Uh, am I? Is this first number? I'm last number two. You're the last number two. I think you should probably go to Quint for number one after this. Okay, because I'm gonna go ahead. Okay, and tell you my number two is Dead Exposure, Patient Zero. Okay. No, oh, I was waiting for something to Quint. I might be wrong, or I might be right, or we might have lost him. Quint, you still there? Oh, I'm here. Okay, okay. <laughs> Patient Zero. This, I, I, I really hate to start off my selection at the very top of my list with a single room, but my God, the train <laughs> and Patient Zero is one of the best. Because I am a, I am a junkie for sound design. Yeah, the sound design in that train was so amazing. That's what I think of all the time, and it, we just happen to have. Uh, one of the characters that was the the uh, or the uh, zombie or whatever they were, one of the infected in <laughs> the train <laughs> sitting next to us right now. Just a couple of nights. <laughs> yeah, a couple of nights. I actually was able to see you. I think all the nights you did that. But not only that, the 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 fact that it was such a a a small palette of color. It was mostly black. They did a little highlights here and there. I don't know what it was about this house, other than the fact that it was dark. It was chaotic yeah and again the sound design is what really caught caught my ears and my eyes in a sense dead exposure paints patient zero is going to go down well obviously in the past five years as one of my top five houses i just absolutely loved every run i did through this bar none if yeah. there wasn't one run i'd walk out of there and say that was awful it was always good I'd like to shout out that hype as fuck gasefelstein song yeah the, <laughs> right the one <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, such a good house, such a good scary house. Mm-hmm. And as someone, uh, I I feel very comfortable speaking for Shelby here. Mm-hmm. Um, as as people who have only heard the legacy of Dead Exposure, right? Yes. Being able to see this sequel or actually prequel to Dead Exposure is one of the coolest things, and I'm so glad it's a property that Absolutely. they designed to bring back. And it, I'm sorry, the like when they put out the letters, like, yes, on the Twitter. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. I don't think a lot of people saw that. No, but it didn't. was 
it mm. was really Mm-mm. good world building and kind of yeah. like ARG-esque. Yeah, like, Quint, Quint and I actually did a uh, one of the rare catacombs yep. representations on Patreon for that. We went through the letters yeah. one by one. It was really just, neat. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And I just remember seeing when they announced this house, there was such a striking image of the three infected heads with yep. the strong black yep. light on them and just like, oh shit, you just know that this is going to be one of the scariest houses that they're having this year. And that and Poltergeist really made kind of like the tag team combo for 28. Mm-hmm. Um, love, love, love dead exposure. But if Matt's alluding to anything, he feels pretty confident on this. So it's, yeah, it's a so. bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Quint, you're number one. Oh, yeah. It, it's a bold move that's paying off because it <laughs> is my number one. Wow, um, this this maze to me, uh, well, let's hear. It. They, they sold me at Zombie Monkeys, <laughs> <laughs> straight up, right? I mean, Zombie Monkeys is um, part of my favorite horror video game, which is System Shock Two. Um, Zombie Monkeys feature prominently in System Shock Two, and if you've never played it, go play it. It's available on Steam right now, remastered with with awesomeness, and it is uh, it's a great game. But they they the, the the initial trailer for this thing had a zombie monkey yeah. and. Um, I, at that point I was already sold. It was, uh, it was early announced. It was like the second announcement or the first announcement for, for the year. And I'm like, this, this is my thing. This is, this is totally this. And as the other announcements came out, as everything got hyped, as everything got and it, dead exposure, lost it. And I was always on the dead exposure train. I'm like, no, dead exposure is still going to be the thing. It's going to be the thing. And when I went through it, it was, it just blew me away. Yeah. Um, the, this, this was something that, uh, the, the, uh, uh eliminating so many sensory uh so many sensory things and and still giving you just enough of what was going on to be i I don't know it gave me scares it gave me the 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 uh emotions it gave me it, it gave me everything that i really wanted from this maze and i I had no idea they were going to do black and white when when I went into it. Matt was super, super good at just not telling me anything about this. And when I went into this, I just got blown away and I I was stunned. It was uh, it's it's probably my top maze of HHN period that I have experienced. Even over saws and steam. (sighs) I don't know. That's not a, a an episode that we're doing right now. And if you make me, if you make me do that episode, I'll kill you. But uh, no, kidding. But but no, it it was in recent memory. This this just it floored me. Uh, I I didn't know that this was what I wanted, and they gave it to me. Yeah, good to it's, know. It's that that the year they announced this, it was the second announcement behind American Horror Story, and we right uh, our, our expectations. Stranger Things. I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, Stranger yeah. Things. Yes, I'm sorry, Stranger Things. Yeah. And we 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 figured if the second announcement was going to be an original, it was there was a reason they were going to yeah. announce that, and and, it, and lo and it, behold, like I said, it, it got buried. Uh, it, you know, it got buried in the hype, 
because there were so many other cool things. I mean, this was this was the same year as a bunch of other really great mazes, but I just I was blown away. This yeah. this was this was so awesome, and yeah, uh, yeah, that that whole black and white thing with the the strobes and all that stuff. It was just I I. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Amazing. The level totally amazing. of like detail that they went into like painting with the mm. black light paint yeah. was And the immersion, something. like like the immersion of this, like walking from from trains to catacombs to to all this stuff, it was just like it was so immersive. You didn't really there was no disjointedness. It was just like this was uh It was mm. almost like walking through a piece of art. It was. It really was. And, and it was so beautiful. And, and the beauty was not – I think the beauty was in the omission, right? Yeah. Like what what they omitted and all the stuff they omitted that they only just alluded to in the flashes, that was the beauty was, was like all of that stuff that you only got kind of a little glimpse of. And then all of the stuff that was blacklit or that was uh, blacklit that, that was in your face was just – yeah, it <sighs> – uh, I, I, yeah, I'm going to gush and gush forever. <laughs> this, uh, this was gorgeous. This was scary. This was amazing. Loved it. Can't Done. say we blame you. No, no. Uh, nope. Man, what a powerful statement. Hell I'm yeah. just going to let you go I, forever. Now I regret not putting on my list. <laughs> this is, this is one house that I wish I could see with the lights on just to see yeah. what it actually looks like. Uh, to be perfectly too. honest. Um, so here, although, although here's the thing, the, the only reason that I don't want to see it with the lights on is because I think I might be disappointed. I think that the house is a totally different thing in motion. The yeah. fact yeah. that it is simple in execution doesn't pull away from that. Right. Um, yeah. So number one for me, this is no surprise to anybody. It's send me an angel by zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, so bring back. Send me an angel by Zero Mancer. No, I'm kidding. If you know me, I have had a one favorite house since HHN 26, and that is Ghost Town. The Curse yeah. of hey, there it is. I am yep. a huge fan of incredible set design mm-hmm. at HHN. And the sheer scale and spectacle of this house has not been beat in my opinion, since we've had great facades, we've had great rooms, but what they've done with ghost town, as far as fully transporting you into a believable environment is so incredible. And the only house that I can actually personally think of that came close in certain ways was actually scary tales, deadly ever after. Mm -hmm. But for me, the Western theme resonates a little bit more. I can't wait for when they reboot in two years with uh, little Nas X. (laughs) It's going to be great. Um, But that's my Bitcoin (laughs) that (laughs) brought to you by Elon Musk. Um, (laughs) <laughs> oh shit, that is the funniest thing you've said, man. Ever. <laughs> and we killed Quint. Yes. Mm. Yes. 
Um, but there's so many creative things in this house. I love that each one of the ghosts that's terrorizing you has a corpse yeah. nearby with its cause yeah. of death. Oh, yeah. Whether yeah. that's chopped off hands or bullet holes through the chest. I love the, the soundtrack for this one. That incredible room right before the finale where you were in the oh. middle of the town square and they're firing a cannon at you and there's a broken yeah. carriage and they're having a shootout in the streets and the thunder is crashing and the rain is pouring down on you. There's so much to absolutely love about Ghost Town. And I'd actually like to say, um, not not to plug another podcast, <laughs> but like I was very fortunate to be invited as the first guest over on HHN 365, which oh, nice. is a newer HHN podcast that's starting up. Cool. That's kind of doing something different from Catacombs. So don't feel guilty about going to check them no, out. Too. No, no they've, cool. they've been very compliment of as long as you listen to us first (laughs) Um, but so they invited me on to talk about my favorite halloween horror nights house and on that episode i talked about this one in depth for 90 minutes so if you want to hear all about my love of this house and why i appreciate it go check out hhn 365 but uh i love 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 this house i probably would not be as hardcore into hhn without it i know i'd love it but man, this house really turned everything on its head. This is this house yeah. is the house that marked um, or, or or pinpointed the fact that I'm not just a someone reporting on the event in a podcast, and I'm actually a true fan. Is that when me, Quint, and Karen interviewed Mike Aiello that year in studio on property, Ooh. and I asked him about the design of a cannon on one side of the room and a cannonball in the wall at the other side of the room. And he looked at me and said, Oh, they did that. And I'm like, wait, I know a detail about this house that you you've missed. That's like, okay, <laughs> I've now crossed from reporter to fan. Oh, that, but, yep. but actually I had, I never crossed it. It's like that the, the uh, confirmation I should say was that moment. Yeah. Just um, no. And there's a reason it was number three on my list too. Cause this, this house was awesome. I, I, you you're gushing about it as much as I wanted to when it was number three and as much as I did about dead waters. And that's awesome. Cause this is mm. a great house. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Who's next? Uh, let's get it out of the way. Not out of the way. I'm sorry. That's a better way to say it. Universal monsters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, I, I was really, this was, I made a joke earlier that the list was easy because I managed to pick 14 houses, but this, <laughs> this really was a very difficult list. And number one was probably the most difficult because I'm sitting there thinking, do I, am I making this number one? Cause it's freshest in my mind or did I love it that much? And I just thought about, about um, how much fun I had, how many memories I've had, how much back and forth I've had with people about this house. And Kenny springs immediately to mine. From uh, yep. GGH, yeah, yeah. Um, him and I had a great time through it. He, he kind of re-experienced it vicariously through our show, and and told me how much he appreciated my last night episode going through this house, and it just made me think about how much fun, beginning to end, every single run I had through this house. Perfect? No, <laughs> no, there's no such thing yet. Maybe they'll work up to it, but yet. yeah, yeah, exactly. Lunatics playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty close. <laughs> but for me, it's like I was really worried that we were going to get hollow um, Hollywood's Universal Monsters just stuck into one of our venues. Mm-hmm. We didn't get that. Yeah. We got we no. got a true original vision from our creative team, 
and Universal Monsters, and it's I don't, I don't think I've had as much fun as frequently in any house in the 20-plus years I've been going than I did at Universal Monsters. Wow. And it's, it's, yeah, it's just... It was always a sure bet. Yeah. And this is something, Matt, that you and I found uh, so much just solidarity in, because we from did. the moment yep. that this was announced, this never left our number and, one spot nope, on our hype nope. list. Uh, yeah, even yeah. with Ghostbusters getting officially yeah. announced, I'm like, all right, that's number two. Yep. It's not going to pass the monsters. Yeah. You know, what's crazy up. is that's an IP, technically. I know, yeah. it is technically, yeah. Yep. It is technically. I never treated it that way, because to me, uh, Universal Monsters is is basically the basis for Halloween Horror Nights. It, it is. It, that's, it, it's, that's part of it, too, yeah. You know, it is the the blueprint for all of the things that we've enjoyed in Halloween Horror Nights is the Universal Monsters. This is where all of this stuff started. This is where Universal started with all of the horror stuff. And, you know, it can't be a coincidence that um, they, they went into Halloween stuff and doing this, this event year after year after yeah. year based on primarily a lot of these uh, characters. So to me, th- this is not to me an IP because this is the bread, butter, and core soul of Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. And, and you really can't treat it as an IP if it is that. Yeah. It's a bizarre situation. Yeah. My, it's weird. It's so super weird. You my, know? my bottom line uh, argument is... Um, how much fun did I have in it? And if it's that much fun, uh, of course. I thought really long and hard about it, and it's like, do I want to? Do I? Am I saying it because it's so fresh in my mind? But if I'm having fun in the house and I have fun talking about it, and I have fun talking about it on the show, what other point is there to make? I mean, there's no yeah. point in doing anything we're doing tonight if it's not fun. And fun has been with this house beginning to end, and including the conversation we're having now. So that's the bottom line. Yep. 100%. Shelby. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, I think you guys saw this one coming. It is Tomb of the Ancients. I mean, 26 was kind of, again, like kind of the year that my career, quote unquote, like kicked off. Yeah. Uh, yep. it, I love ancient Egypt. I love in- ancient cultures. The fact that the finale of the house was a demigod or demon mm-hmm. from ancient uh, ancient Egyptian mythology that not a lot of people know about, which is Amut or Amit, uh, yeah. which is part crocodile, part lion, part hippo. Yep. Uh, the fact that that was the finale of the house in puppet form blew my mind. It was amazing. And Tomb, Tomb was really cool. Was, I, I agree with you. And I, I, and I say this because I got to go through Tomb in media event again yeah. and, and it was just uh, uh it was a different experience than when i ended up seeing it as just a plebe and so <laughs> it had changed a lot yeah. from the beginning to the end oh yeah well they kind of like scarecrow they had the you can go mm-hmm. left you can go right but it was at the very beginning of the the house where you could go yeah. left or right mm-hmm. and it kind of worked unless you were like the smart person who went left instead right. of Right, yeah. and people kind of treated you like, uh, no, you're not going to cut me, <laughs> and got mad, so that's why they kind of got rid of it, um, because, again, Horror Nights houses are just like a straight conga line at this point. Yeah. Um, but it was just like the amount of 
weird like they mixed a lot of mythologies into that house and it was just crazy all over the place just creatures and sacrifices and blood and the i don't know if they kept it i know they didn't at the end the the moving platform that you would step onto yeah they they ditched that early yeah they i think it only lasted during at least through Team member preview up through media. Yeah, we had it at media. Yeah. Remember that? That's we had it at media. It, actually. Yeah. Basically. But it, but it got ditched. Yeah, you would step onto a platform that would kind of like slide mm-hmm. to the left or mm-hmm. the right. Yep. Um, there was also the vine that you could pull <laughs> that would trigger yes. a, a drop window. Uh, it was just a very detailed and very uh, tight house. It was very good. I, I, I could go on about it, but you know. I love the... Well, and the- and I think the divine thing that you're talking about, like there was so many hanging things the first time I went through it that yeah. it was like, it was really cool because it, it almost caught you up and it distracted you from the scares and yeah. all that stuff. And then uh, those went away because I, I think that it just slowed down the house or it just, you know, it, yeah. it became a hazard for people or whatever. Um, I think I, I agree with you that the original vision of that house would be way higher up on my list than it is uh, than than the end version of that house. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was the same with uh, I think it was Scary Tales from 2018. Mm-hmm. I tried to push a friend yeah. of mine through that house who was in a wheelchair, and the chains got caught in oh, a wheelchair, wow. and we had yeah. to stop and like try to like take them out of the wheelchair. So like things that dangle that far down at least are kind of a nuisance so i understand yep. why they trimmed it back through uh tomb of the ancients but yeah that first weekend uh through it, tomb it was, was pretty probably intense the best. for sure yeah yep. I th- yeah i think my record uh through going through that house uh multiple times in a row was eight. Oh wow because it was yeah. like a really rainy night and everybody had left uh, um night. but that was back before the house exited by men in black or exited by uh spongebob it would enter by SpongeBob. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. exit by Men in Black. Yep. So that eight times in a row <laughs> was a walk. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. I do appreciate the fact that that was the first house that had a low ceiling yeah. in quotes. Mm-hmm. And we've had it since then. So mm-hmm. it was a, that was a benchmark year yeah. in some sorts. It was. Nightingale's, uh, that was, Nightingale's yeah, they, was uh, legally the lowest they can go. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And they intentionally made um, Tomb as tight as possible mm-hmm. with, with all of the, the regulations and stuff they have for wheelchairs and all that stuff. And Tomb of the Ancients was really the tightest they could actually make their corridors uh, narrow-wise as well. So it, it, Tomb of the Ancients really did set a bunch of bars did, yeah. for, for yeah. that kind of stuff. And it set some, some fun stuff. And, I mean, I really did enjoy... I'm not claustrophobic, so mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me. But I did enjoy the tightness of the the uh, walking through that, and and how they used all of that element to make it really make you feel like you were underground or in a temple or you know that kind of stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah, nice. yeah. this 100%. one's pretty high on my list as well, um, as far as the honorable mentions list. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, Let's hit that real quick. Okay. Um, I've got a few here uh, because Tomb of the Ancients was just mentioned. I want to mention one that Shelby kicked off her list with, which is Slaughter Cinema. Ew. You were talking about the fun factor 
and houses, Matt. And uh, Slaughter Cinema was about as fun yes, as they come. That's true. Um, Carnival Graveyard from 28 yeah? also yeah. makes my list. The cool. sense of scale, you know, we were just talking about Ghost Town, and I said I felt like maybe Scary Tales was the closest. But, you know, now that I'm reflecting, Carnival Graveyard was probably the closest thing as far as Ghost Town. And it's uh, just so awesome. That house had this very claustrophobic but also huge feel to it mm. where you were seeing scenes from other scenes and interactions that I had with scare actors. That was my final house of 28 um, for good reason. I, I absolutely loved Carnival Graveyard for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it was fun. And then I'd be remiss if I did not mention Ghostbusters because while <laughs> Ghostbusters was not enough to make my uh, top five list, uh-huh. unfortunately. I did really love this house. It's a shame that it seemed like a lot of people weren't as hot on it as mm-hmm. I was. I do think your appreciation of this house is going to depend on how closely you love or are affiliated with that original yeah. film or just the franchise in general. Um, I'd like to shout out my good friend, Mr. Brad Jost, who just absolutely <laughs> adored this house. And, uh, just so many great memories. The final run through Ghostbusters that I had, which was the night before closing, was absolutely perfect. And uh, I'm just glad that I got to see a property that meant so much to me come to life in a physical representation at Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, yeah. Nice. Honorable mentions, Quint? Yeah. Um. So we talked about Texas Chainsaw, thanks to Matt. Yep. We talked about Body Collectors, thanks, thanks to, to Matt. Matt. <laughs> We talked about Tomb of the Ancients, thanks to Shelby. So those three were were high on my honorable mentions. Uh, some of the ones that I'm surprised, well, one of the ones that I'm really surprised didn't make anybody's list was Dead Water. I know it's yeah, that's, yeah, that's scraping and, my. Uh, that was list. just an unfortunate it's, situation yep. at the house, though. It's on yeah, the on the uh, heels uh, of my entire list, yeah. I mean, Dead Waters was beautiful. Yeah. It used the uh, um, the the tilting walkways and stuff. I, I I mean, it was gorgeous. It was creepy. It was haunting, yeah. and, and I really think haunting is the the key word there for for Dead Waters. So yeah, Dead Waters made my list. Um, Yeti. Uh, Yeti <laughs> yeah. made my list just because they used some really cool technology and they used some some scares from up top and down below and and all that kind of stuff. They they really did a great job of of um, of of creativity with where the scares went and and where they were directing your views and all that stuff. I thought Yeti was an undervalued or under estimated house because they did a lot of really cool stuff in that yeah Um, Yeah. i think the only reason that house is a little bit lower for a lot of people is that it was so timing dependent yeah Yeah. i feel Uh, like there are so many long triggers in that yeah Yeah. that's exactly it because i would probably only say i've only had one perfect run through that house probably 15 trips through it so and I and, and that's totally why it only made the honorable mentions is because of the timing. Um, and the last one, run, oh. run. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm surprised I didn't. Not surprised, but surprised I didn't see it on anybody's list. But run was so much fun. Yeah. I just it, it put the fun into Halloween Horror Nights. It put. Uh, the gore it put everything in and, and plus it had a canada room which to me is near <laughs> digger so uh, you know chipper and chopper were amazing yep. and just i just 
yeah, I had so much fun going through run. And every time I went through run, I had another fun experience, a different fun experience. And like the way they kept score and all that stuff. I just, it, it was so cool. Uh, I, yeah, again. So, so yeah, run makes my list of honorable mentions as well. And that's it. Nice. It's a good choice. Um, I guess my honorable mention, I think I have a couple, but you guys mentioned them like poltergeist is on yeah. there. Uh, Carnival Graveyard yeah. from 28. Yep. It was just such good. a creative and original house that a lot of people didn't really yeah. think about when they were going to Horror Nights. And then they went through when they were like surprised with how unique it was. I mean, this is really just carnies attacking you. <laughs> but yeah. the part with like Ernest Lee and if it was working, his, yeah, right. his barrels yeah. that would go yeah. and slam and make that noise. It was just a really unique and creative house especially since you could like see parts of the house from a different section yeah and 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 also i think for most of us we had um a character in that house that made it extra special as well (laughs) yeah a few (laughs) yeah Yeah, a few um but yes the and and it also had more easter eggs per square inch than any other house this is true ever yeah right yep like yeah. Everyone going th- and it had a uh, gets. It had yeah, a lot of guests right. activated triggers in that house. Yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was really unique. Uh, but then again, it was just a, a junkyard of <laughs> yeah. chaos. But it was taking a junkyard and making it a creative take on carnies and a drink, uh, junkyard. So I thought yeah. it, that's why it's my honorable mention because nice. it's on there. Yeah, it was a super super fun maze. Yeah. Oh yeah. My honorable mentions, um, most of them have been talked about. I mean, Ghost Town, Curse of Lightning, Colts. Mm-hmm. We've said it all. Too Many Agents, of course. Shelby said it all yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Quint, you took my run, blood, sweat, and fears away. <laughs> Damn it. I'm but, sorry, man. It was, right. it was awesome. It is, you're right. Yeah, it is. It is. And everything you said, the fun factor. Um, I'm gonna, and, and I also, I also remember you sending me more texts about running through run than than almost any other maze that year. Just, just like you would send me texts going, just did run again. God damn, I love this. <laughs> and, and I, I just remember a lot of texts from you yep. that year about run. And, and yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It's on your honorables. Yep. My last one I'm going to mention is Scary Tales. And the only reason it didn't make my list for the past five years is because of the history behind it. Um, Scary Tales has been a reoccurring subject for many years in Halloween Horror Nights. And to see it come back from Steampunk in 25, or Screampunk, I'm sorry, to this full-fledged house was pretty amazing. Yeah, it, 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 it was on my short list of honorable mentions as well, just because of the uh, opening room with the witch um it, that room that entry to to that maze was just super freaking cool oh, and yeah. when she would just vault herself over the line and over everything else and just do her thing it was just it was really powerful and it was really uh you could tell that they just really wanted to reclaim that property in a in a super big way just right out the gate oh yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that's just as good a spot as any to go ahead and wrap up our top five houses of the last five years at (laughs) Halloween Horror Nights. (laughs) We'd like to thank you all for joining us on this arduous, long journey. Are we not going to do shows? No. (laughs) Nobody cares about the shows. Rest in peace, Bill and Ted. We'll see you this year, Academy of Villains. We miss you, Marathon of Mayhem. Um... What about my top five food? Definitely not. So, if this is your first time checking out the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights, we really appreciate it. That you are a returning listener. We are so sorry. Why are you still here? Um... All right, so before we get out of here, let me just go ahead and keep you guys updated at home. Shelby, if the folks would like to keep up with you, where's the best place they can do that? All right, so if you want to follow me on anything like Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, you can follow me at Wendiguts. That is like a Wendigo, but with a G-U-T and a Z. Wendiguts, not Wendy. My name is Shelby. (laughs) Not Wendy. So Wendiguts, all one word on every social media platform. Her name is Brooke. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Perfect. So if you want to keep up with Matt, the best place to do that is over at NeoZaz on Twitter. Keep up with all of his ramblings on there, whether or not he's enjoying Star Trek, whether or not he's what? he's brewing, <laughs> whether or not he's recording for you. Whatever you want to know about Matt, he is sure to answer over at the NeoZaz Twitter. If he stubbed his toe and saw through time, which is actually a post I made once. <laughs> and if you'd like to keep up with all the shows on the network, you can also do that at NeoZaz.com. Uh, Quint, nobody wants to keep up with Quint anyway, so it's fine. But if you'd like to keep up with me, the best place to do that is on Twitter. You can find me over at HanBrolo77. That is H-A-N-B-R-O-L-O-7-7. That's the year Star Wars came out. And... Hey, guys, we're just getting started as far as HHN 30. We hope that you'll be back. Um, (laughs) I have no clue why you would after this. (laughs) But uh, thank you so much for listening. (laughs) It's okay. These guys won't be on the show. (laughs) It'll be a lot smoother. All right, but we've got a lot more HHN 30 coverage and more exciting shows coming on down the line, so make sure you subscribe if you hadn't, and we will see you all soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights, and we'll be back real soon with more Halloween Horror Nights-related content. But until then, thanks for listening. Signing off, this has been Hunter. This has been Shelby. Uh, Matt? Uh, I I guess. Stay classy, San Diego. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening.
Yep. All right. Well, All right. we got a, a long couple hours ahead of yeah, us. We're rolling. All right. I'm going yep, I'm 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 to I'm fuck Burn up your intro so bad. Red letter, yellow letter. What? Red letter, yellow letter. Red letter. Uh, is, is that it, warming up your voice? Yeah, it's a You're tongue twister. job. All right. Let's get into it. No. I feel like I'm getting coronavirus through the microphone from you guys. You have more cases than we do. That was a terrible burp. All right, here we go. We do, actually. Yes, because it's fucking California, and we're a bunch of fucking morons in the state. Well, someone had to say it. Hunter is about to swallow some beer for us. Hashtag ASMR. Yep, yep. (sighs) I heard every bit of that. Okay, good. You need to see a doctor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. That's your alternate. That intro. was a good <laughs> intro. <laughs> that was a good intro. If keep we were it. like Jesus, why didn't you just keep going? For fuck's sake. One, two, three. Three, four. Okay. Hello, Oh my fucking god. You can't spell ASMR without rain. ASMR. Yep. Without Asmir. We don't have that problem. I bought 56 rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> but like my just Jesus. Again, <laughs> my like that guy sitting across from me from the partition just said. So I'm joining a new show starting now. I'll see you guys. Check it out. I've decided to tap out. Yeah. Or right now. I mean, uh, I thought we were handing you can't this spell over Quint without Quint. Obviously, this is not happening. And I'm just checking out. So, like Matt just said, we are going to be. Ooh. Oh my <laughs> god! All right, glasses. This is on. why you're leaving. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> of all people, I can't you. argue that one. Actually, wow. if I wanted confused language, I'd be watching Old the Democratic debate right now. Pays off for him. <laughs> Anyone um, else have monsters at number two? Not number two. Oh shit! I just blew the lead on that. Wow. <laughs> so uh, we all knew. You want to edit new. that shit out? <laughs>